Hello and welcome to this episode of Hacker Public Radio. My name is Ken Fallon and this is another in the series on the LPI certification. Today we'll be talking about device configuration. This is LPI topic 1.101.6, configuring communication devices. Candidates should be able to install, configure internal and external communication devices such as modems, ISDN adapters and DSL switches. The objective includes verification of compatibility requirements, especially important if a modem is a Win modem, necessary hardware settings for internal devices, IRQ, DMAs and IO ports, and loading and configuring suitable device drivers. It also includes communication devices and interface configuration requirements, such as connecting a serial port for 115.2 kilobits per second and the correct modem settings for outbound point-to-point protocol connections. Key files, terms and utilities include slash proc DMA, listing the direct memory accessing channels in use, slash proc interrupts, listing the interrupts in use, slash proc IO ports, listing the IO ports, and the command set serial, which configures serial port access for internal modems. At the end of this section, you should be able to answer all the following questions. Which communication devices are not generally Linux compatible? Why is it necessary to use set serial when using an internal modem for PPP? What is the purposes of baud rate when setting settings for a modem? How does Linux handle external ISDN terminal adapters? Which modules exist for using with internal ISDN adapters? Which files configure point-to-point protocol over Ethernet? And how do you activate a DSL connection? Section 6.1, point-to-point protocol connections. Networks like Ethernet, Frame Relay and ATM connect a number of computers together. A computer connected to the network can speak to a number of other computers simultaneously over the same connection. Point-to-point connections connect two computers to each other. Point-to-point connections are commonly used for connecting to an internet service provider and people pay their ISP so that they can join a well-connected network. There are a number of ways of doing this. First of all, an analogue modem. We phone our ISP on the standard phone and our modem talks to their modem so that our computer can talk to their computer. An ISDM terminal adapter and that talks to a terminal adapter on their side or via DSL. The telephone company installs a special line that links directly to the ISP's DSL concentrator via the local telephone equipment. And ADSL works in the same way but it's asynchronous meaning you have faster download speeds than you have upload speeds and DSL is ADSL stands for asynchronous digital subscriber line. Types of modems 6.2. The basic function of a modem is to provide digital text communication channel between two directions. The point-to-point protocol PPP uses the modem connection for networking protocols. Two machines communicating via PPP each run PPPD which sends information to the kernel for the networking process. 6.2.1. PPP on analog modems. One of the properties of PPP is that it is a peer-to-peer protocol. Either or both sides of the communication can request authentication. Generally, when negotiating an outbound link, the person dialing will not require authentication, and the server which answers the call will require authentication. So, the diagram shows the client talking down through the networking subsystem, talking to the PPPD, to a modem, across the line, up again through a modem, through the PPPD, through the networking subsystem, and up to the server application. In order to dial up an internet service provider, an ISP, you need to find a means to supply the following information. The modem in which you use, for example, dev slash tty capital S zero. Remember that if this is a win modem, you'll have to load a working module, which may not be possible. Also remember that for an internal modem, you have to first configure it using command set serial. You'll also need to provide a telephone number of your ISP, usually a username and usually a password. There are a large variety of programs that can be used to set up the PPP parameters. 
for example KPPP or WV dial. A number of distributions provide an interface activation script and the IF up space PPP0 will activate the link. Section 6.2.2 Point to point protocol daemon call my ISP. To activate the ISP link using point to point protocol daemon directly, you need to modify the file etc ppp slash peers slash my ISP or the name of your ISP. And this file is consulted when you run pppd space call space and the name of the file. For example, the contents of that file reads tty capital S zero space one nine two zero zero space ctrs cts. Next line is connect space double quotes chat space forward slash etc forward slash ppp forward slash chat dash my isp end double quotes next line is user space user 42 for instance the chat script in the file etc ppp chat dash my isp provides the modem initialization strings on the details how to dial the isp's number and what you see in there is abort and no carrier abort and no dial tone abort and error etc etc abort and user password incorrect and these are all strings that will come back that will indicate that an error has occurred on the line then we have some AT commands and we see things like if it's okay then you apply back AT or ATDT55555 which is uh, the only his command I know uh, his command are all these AT commands that you see around the place they go back to the early days of the his modems ATDT stands for at dial tone. It's about the only one I do know. And then underneath that is connect. So to supply your username and password, you either need to enter it in slash etc ppp chap dash secrets or slash etc ppp slash pap dash secrets, depending on the authentication method used by your ISP. And you can put an entry in for both if you choose. When you run the command pppd space call space my ISP, the output is added to varlog message depending on the configuration of your syslog D. Section 6.3 ISDN adapters. Internal ISDN adapters. The kernel module that supports most internal ISDN adapters is the HISAX module, which supports the HISAX ISDN chipset manufactured by Siemens. External ISDN adapters. There are a number of external ISDN adapters which are available to emulate functions of the analog modem. To connect one of these, you usually have to specify the correct initialization structure this may be one of the following but the best way to check it is to look in the .inf file of the Windows drivers disk if you're in doubt one command is atb30 the other one is at asterisk ppp equals one section 6.4 DSL DSL uses the technique called point-to-point -point protocol over Ethernet or PPPoE. For the DSL to work, for the DSL to work, you need a properly configured Ethernet card, and then you run the command PPPD space PTY space quote PPPoE space, and then the PPPoE options end single quote space, and then the PPPD options. Section 6.2 Diagnostic Tools. The following tools are useful for diagnostics. I have config shows the currently configured interfaces. If one of the interfaces is PPP, some or similar then the PPP connection is active if the PPP 0 is absent the connection is inactive the command root dash n 
When the PPP connection is active, there will be a route to the remote side of the PPP connection. Usually there will be a route to the network on the other side. It is a common PPP error to have a default route configured to your local network when starting PPP. In this situation, PPP does not override the default route with its own, meaning your traffic will go out over your local network connection and not over your point-to-point -point protocol connection. To diagnose a PPP connection using ping, the procedure is ping the loopback address, which is 127.0.0.1, or just go ping space loopback. Ping the local side of the PPP connection, which you can find out by running the command ifconfig. And ping the remote side of the PPP connection, and then ping the default gateway of the PPP connection. And if one of these fails, you have a routing problem, or a problem with your PPP connection. Okay, that's the end of this section. The assignment is to obtain a modem and a telephone line, and set up a natural network connection to your own ISP. Check that you can use browse the web, the web browser such as links or W3M. Make notes on how you configure the modem. The note for me outside of the topic of the book. As you all know I love modem so much. Not. We still do need to know about PPPD and all that good stuff because a lot of the mobile phones and such uh, UMTS or HSGPA uses act as essentially a modem and you'll find a lot of these commands appearing in configuration scripts to get a UMTS or something like that working. Another assignment, the Linux PPPOE daemon, which is PPPOED originally enough, provides the same functionality as a DSL modem. You can set up the PPPOE server and connect it using the PPPOE from another computer in the network. Diagnose the connection using techniques described in this chapter. And does the server route packets for you? The answer to question one is what you need to be careful about when uh, talking about modems is the dreaded win modems. And that also includes a number of USB devices. Question two, use of command set serial is to tell the kernel what IO address and IRQ is used for the modem. What is baud rate all about? It is to set the speed of communication in bits per second. How does Linux handle an external ISDN terminal adapter? Which as you know by now, it appears as an external analog modem for the most part. Question 5. Which module exists for use with an internal ISDN adapter? And the answer is HISAX. H-I-S-A-X. And you have to tell us what particular chip is in use. And what file is used to configure PPPOE. And that is usually ETC PPP PPPOE. And now finally question 7. How to activate an ADSL connection. And the answer is of course PPPD space PTY space single quote PPPOE space PPPOE options. Single quote again space and then the PPPD options. Thank you very much for your attention. That has been another Hacker Public Radio. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.